Hello and welcome to Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG, a podcast exploring journeys in scholarly communications. In each episode, we hear from someone inspiring from the knowledge community and ask them to tell us about their career journey and what has motivated them along the way. I'm Wendy Linwood and today I'll be talking to Neve Tumulty, who joined LSE in May of this year. Neve is Director of LSE Library, Librarian of the British Library of Political and Economic Science and Managing Director of LSE Press. Uh, prior to joining LSE, Neve worked at the University of Cambridge in a variety of roles, most recently that of Head of Open Research Services. So good morning, Neve, and thank you for agreeing to chat to me today. My pleasure. Thanks very much for the invitation. So let's go to the beginning of your, your library career and, and sort of really how it all started. Um, so sort of what was your, your first library job? I suppose, how did you get into it and, and what did you learn from it? So believe it or not, I am another one of those accidental librarians. I qualified originally as a secondary school teacher and uh, teaching music and modern languages, German specifically. And the jobs for those subjects were all part-time at the time. So I was working part-time in a secondary school and a part-time job came up in the Contemporary Music Centre in Dublin. And my job was to photocopy scores for performance by uh, musicians, uh, music by Irish composers from the past 50 years. And so I was doing the teaching and applying for teaching jobs, full-time one, full ones as they came up. But then the full-time job came up in the library and obviously one of the things I had learned while doing the photocopying was that libraries do education and outreach. I had absolutely no idea that was part of it before. And this job description included running a secondary schools program. So part of the job was creating educational resources based on the music collections that we had. Okay. So I was looking at both options and thinking I could do the route that I'm supposed to do having done this qualification and then have to teach the curricula that someone else designed, whether or not it suits the students. Or I could take a sideways move, go into this library role and continue to use my education skills, but apply them in a very different way and design things to meet the needs of a specific group. Uh, so that's what I did. And then I went on and did my library masters in Aberystwyth. Um, okay. So I was doing that by distance learning while doing the job. Right, um, yeah. So so yeah, no looking back once you'd made yeah. that that initial decision. Um, I think there are quite a few teachers in in libraries. Um, actually, I've certainly worked with some, um, and there's definite crossover between the the two skills. Um, so you've just referenced actually the the kind of the, the MSc, the library qualification. Mm -hmm. um, so there's often quite a lot of debate, I think, about you know the value of that and whether it reflects you know practice and how useful it is in the preparation of actually working in libraries. So. What's your sort of take on it? How did you find it? Yeah, um, I think it's a really interesting debate. For me personally, I was really a solo librarian. Um, there was another information manager within the team, but their role was quite different. Um, I had no clue what I was doing. I had no training and I had nobody else to learn from either. Okay. So for me, I felt the master's was essential because I wasn't going to learn it on the job or I could have maybe by going to the... Um, YAML study weekends but it would have taken a very long time to learn it that way uh, so for me I thought it was really important and really valuable 
I also think there is a huge confusion over what the point of a university degree is. A university okay. degree is not supposed to be vocational training. That's not what it's for. So it's supposed to be challenging you, getting you thinking differently about things, thinking more broadly, using the evidence effectively. Um, yes, the degree I did had modules that were seriously out of date. I remember laughing with my husband, who's a computer scientist, about the references to modern technology, like the Pentium computer <laughs> in the early 2000s. It's not that modern, really. No. <laughs> um, so yes, some of it was out of date, but I just used the assignments and as a starting point and went off and found more up-to-date literature. And I learned a huge amount through that. So do I think every single role in a library requires the library masters? No, I don't. That's a different question. Yes. I think we are really diversifying the roles that we have within the library. And actually, it's healthy to have a mixture of professional backgrounds. And I still consider all of those people librarians, regardless of whether or not they happen to have the library masters. If they are working professionally in a library, I consider them a librarian. But I do think there's value in the masters. I think it just depends on what, where you're coming from, what you need to get. If you already had a master, if, sorry, if you already had a master's in something like educational technology or, um, I don't know, insert equivalent related fields. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary to do yet another, like some, if you had something in data science, for example, I don't think you need to do, go back and do a second master's. If you've got a PhD in a relevant field, I don't think you should need to do the master's, but there are other ways of getting the professional learning. And I'm a big fan of the SILIP um, professional registration frameworks. So yeah. I am, I am a chartered member of, of SILIP myself. I did start doing fellowship and have not finished it. And I don't know whether I will at this stage. Um, but for me, it's actually not even the piece of paper that's important. What's important about it is it gives you a framework for how you approach your professional development. Yes, and it's obviously, I know they've updated that relatively um, recently, and it's that opportunity, I think, to reflect exactly, as well. Right. And yeah, and then mm -hmm. sort of identify those gaps that you, you may want to work on. And um, because I am, just I am addicted to learning that's just who I am <laughs> I love learning new things so I used to sign up to every single course that was coming up and try to learn everything none of us can be experts in everything that's impossible but I found actually that structure gave me a way of focusing in on which bits first of all how do I assess myself in all these different areas and second of all, where do I actually need to get myself to? And that gave me a way of focusing on where I should be spending my energy instead of the scatter gun trying to do absolutely everything. Yes. Yes. I'm a bit of a magpie too. <laughs> so I kind of, well, that looks interesting. I'll just see, exactly. find out a bit about that. But yeah, no, you're right. You sort of have a, um, a framework to, to sort of put that energy um, in a particular direction. Um, how did you actually, how did you find the distance learning element of that, Neve? Um, I found actually <laughs> pros and cons sorry you've just sent me back back in time because I would have started it around when did I start it around 2008 and I didn't finish it until 2013 it took me five years to do a master's but in my defense during that time <laughs> I was working full-time I got married had two kids emigrated 
And so I was literally writing my master's dissertation with a baby sleeping on a pillow behind my in front of my laptop. So <laughs> I think five years was reasonable, <laughs> to be completely honest. But the advantage of doing it that way actually was um, there were parts like I remember information organizational retrieval. It was talking all about Mark 21 and AAC or two and these kinds of things that made no sense to me. And I was not working in a normal library. We were using FileMaker Pro databases to manage our resources. I had no idea what any of this is about. Um, but because I did my master's in that longer way um, and by distance learning, I was able to pace it. And I was able to look at that module and go, this is not working for me right now. Focus my energy on something else. And then after I started a different job where they did use AAC or two in Mark 21, I went, okay, I know what they're on about now. Yeah. I can do this now. Um, and, and that ability to learn the theoretical underpinnings of things that you are actually working with is really valuable, I think, um, for the way I learn. Um, if, if it's all theory without any practical, I'm not good at memorizing things. I'm terrible at memorizing things, actually. So never ask me a figure. I'm not going to be able to give it off the top of my head. Okay. Um, um, but if I'm doing something and then learning the theory, I'm able to I'm able to conceptualize it better. I'm able to absorb it better. So that for me, doing the master's alongside different jobs was really, really helpful. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think um, we've again, we've had people in the past on the podcast who, who've said that exact thing. So actually working, you know, it's a challenge combining, but it can also yeah, give you that kind of practical opportunity to uh, practically apply what you're, you're learning as well. Exactly. Um, so you've joined us not long ago, so just back in May. Um, so if you're able to, to describe a typical day, if there's such a thing as a typical day in, <laughs> in your role, um, what does that look like? Yeah, so it is still settling down. Um, and obviously, I've been spending a huge amount of time trying to get to know people. Uh, because as I said in one of the messages I put out when I first started, I don't see how I can do my job without understanding how the other bits of the library service all fit together. Um, I see my job as being the link between the library services and the rest of LSE. And um, in order to properly represent what everyone's doing and in order to remove any barriers that are in the way, I need to understand what's working, what's not working, how do we improve these things? So in order to understand those things, I have to get out there and talk to as many people as I can and get that kind of picture of what bits are working well, which bits could be better. And, and what can I do to make things smoother for people? That's really what I'm aiming to do. So lots and lots of one-to-one -one meetings. I started obviously with the two associate directors, Nancy and Beth. Um, and then with the management team, I was meeting one-to-one -one with all of them and having conversations with them about what is the best way to get to know your team. And then I'm taking different approaches according to what I'm hearing back. So some teams said, uh, can can we come and have tea with you? Yes, of course you can. I would love that. Um, other people said, actually, could you come down to our office and we'll show you something we're working on? Yes, really happy to see what you're working on. And um, so completely adapting the approach to what the teams are saying they want to have. Um, and I think that's working. I'm, I'm getting there. I still have a few to meet, but I'm really, I'm, I'm doing my best to get through everyone as quickly as I can. Yeah. Um, and yeah. loving meeting everyone. Everyone's been so welcoming and so 
so friendly, so supportive and so open. It's been Good. an absolute pleasure. Good. <laughs> In terms of the, the other aspects of the role, um, because I thought people might be interested in, in that. What, what are the other bits, the bits that the library teams might not see? Yes. Uh, so some of it is sitting on school level committees. So um, I was at research committee, for example, where they were talking about things like authorship principles and um, uh, the research program that underpins the research strategy. So, so committees like that that are at school level. Um, I'm a member of the professional services leads team across the school as well. So, I mean, just as everybody else has their teams, I am a part of a team as well. It's just mainly outside the library. Yes. Uh, so, so building my links with all those areas and understanding what their priorities are. And again, spotting the places where the library can help them and where they can help the library. I've been doing lots around... Um, Oh, let me think. <laughs> I've been doing lots around uh, the research strategy itself. So I've been asked to co-chair the research infrastructure strand of the portfolio of projects that are all supporting the research strategy. And I'm doing that jointly with the Director of Research and Innovation, which I think says a huge amount for how the school views the library. It shows that they see us as a leader and a partner in areas of research across the whole school. They don't just see us as a support service. I always have to add, there is nothing wrong with being a support service. That's why I came into libraries and love it. But it's even better if the school is seeing us as a leader and a partner as well. I think yeah. that's a really, really positive thing. Um, and then looking at things like uh, the LSE Press and looking at how it's structured and how we can make it more financially stable, all of those sorts of things. Uh, yeah, really very varied actually what I'm doing, but it is what's, I think what's different from other roles is that it is all there at the strategic level. Yes. So I'm actually, I'm in lots of these meetings, I'm making the connections with people, I'm doing lots of thinking and then I'm bringing what I'm hearing back and what I'm thinking back to the people who will actually do the work of making a change or, or putting a paper together. So, so it is really very much a job that's about that liaison and strategic thinking. That's how I think of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, and I think, I think the next question we had up was, was about which, which aspects of the job you enjoy, but it, it sounds like it is that being you know at the sharp end in a way being yeah. able to kind of influence and partner with you know people more widely and I suppose bringing that liaison experience that you have from earlier in your career you know to a, yeah. a, a different stage but it's it's using the skills um, absolutely that there. yeah 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 it is definitely it is liaison skills that is what I'm using all the time and strategic thinking yeah. um, and I, I really love doing those things and I suppose the other thing that I love doing is making things easier for people and like understanding what people's needs are and then working out what we can do to address those and um, so having that job of going I can see there's a barrier here who can I talk to to try and unlock that how can I try and make that easier for people um, and then I really in every management role I've ever had the thing that gives me most enjoyment is watching somebody succeed and that sense of that's partly because I've been able to create an environment that enabled them to succeed and I love doing that and the idea of having the opportunity to do that at a library wide level is really exciting for me. 
So I look forward to seeing everybody succeed. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we've talked about, you know, your typical day as far as that goes and sort of what you enjoy, but and you've talked, you've kind of brought this a little bit about the qualities that you bring to the, the role. Um, but sort of what what sort of tips would you offer anyone interested in in kind of in working in a similar role who's kind of aiming for that that kind of level um, within the library? That's a really interesting question because I didn't think that I was going to be a library director. I, I'm not one of these people that had a clear career path all along. I'm, I'm much more, the way I personally do things is wherever I'm sitting, I'm always thinking, is this where I'm making myself most useful? Can I contribute something valuable somewhere else? Okay. I'm also the sort of person that would always look at what opportunities are coming up in lots of different directions okay. and save job specs from totally different roles and go, am I qualified for this yet? If I wanted to do it, what would I need to do? And again, I would use that as well to decide where I want to focus my energies in terms of professional development. So for people who do already know that they want to be a library director, I think um, I would say that piece of advice around looking at what is required for the role, seeing where you meet those skills already, which areas you might need to strengthen. Yeah. Um, I have just done the Lieber Emerging Leaders Programme, okay. which is aimed at uh, senior managers in research libraries across Europe. And that has been an incredible experience that really uh, you get to know this group of about 20 people from senior roles across Europe extremely well because you work together over a full year period okay. and you spend two seminars away with them as well. Um, but I learned so much from all of their experiences um, about things that have gone well, things that have gone less well. But also it included shadowing um, a university librarian as well for a week. Okay. And that actually that week made me think, maybe this is something I could do, actually. <laughs> People keep saying I should think about it, but maybe I could do it, actually. Yeah. Um, so that was a bit of a revelation for me. Um, other advice, I suppose, well, I suppose, and going back to the qualities question, I think that genuine interest in people yeah. and honestly wanting to see how can we make the life of the researcher easier? How can we make the life of the student easier? Always reflecting on, is this the best, is this the best way we can do things? Is there something we could tweak to make it better? Um, I think all of those kinds of skills, anybody could be practicing in any role. And uh, yeah, I think that's really that kind of way of thinking of, of not just accepting how things are, but looking for how can we make them better. I think that's really critical to it. Right, that's quite a shopping list there to, <laughs> <laughs> to accumulate. But um, ah. yeah, that's, 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 it's useful to know that I think because I do think yeah there are some people who absolutely know very early on that they are um, aiming um, you know to have their own library or to to be mm. um, a director and yeah and for others it's it's more of a, uh, a kind of iterative kind of yeah it's yeah. just how it ends up. Um, so obviously you've this is where you're at now, um, but clearly you were were at Cambridge um, for you know, quite a long time um, and did change roles um, whilst you were there. So 
as you kind of as you moved up the you know the organization and as you changed um what you were doing how how did you find that and were there any difficulties in in kind of rising up to sort of maybe manage people that you you'd sort of worked with on as a peer um mm. formally yeah that's a good question as well i think uh I mentioned already that I love to learn. So I have done so much leadership, learning, reading, training courses basically give me everything. I will absorb as much as I can. That is that is who I am, absolutely learning addict. Um, so I think the step from being a member of a team to a manager of a team, I didn't have major challenges then, I think there was a piece around trying to get people to tell me when they disagreed with me that was quite difficult so that okay. took a lot trying to drag things out going I don't know everything I need you to tell me there must be a reason yes. for how things happen and I want to understand your perspective before I go and break yes. something <laughs> so please tell me please tell me what you're thinking uh, don't just say yes yes of course <laughs> and the same goes for now by the way if people think I'm missing something please do tell me um then the but actually that transition wasn't too bad the one I found harder was going from managing a team to managing managers okay because suddenly you're not based in the same place as them they have more autonomy they should have more autonomy they're at management level it becomes more about delegation and coaching and finding ways to check in on how things are going um and, and I think that was a bigger learning curve. And I think there's less emphasis on that when you go to any kind of leadership training. It's all about taking your first leadership post. There's very little about, yeah, but how do you how do you get the best out of a team of other managers? That's and and then how do you make sure their teams are okay? Yeah. Because you're one step removed. So sometimes you can see something that's not working, but you can't just parachute in and fix it because that would not be appropriate at all you've got to let the managers do their jobs yes and then the job becomes how do you coach that manager so that they are equipped to be able to handle the thing that's stepped further down and yeah. it's a necessary thing because we can't line manage everyone it's impossible <laughs> so, so so it's like anything else like you can you can do everything yourself as a manager of a team or you can make sure the members of your team know how to do that cataloging accurately enough that you don't have to spend all your time checking everything and it's the same with moving to managing managers you need to work out how do I make sure my managers are managing effectively so that their whole team is performing well so I found that transition really hard yes I'm sitting here nodding <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah yeah I can imagine that that would be a a tricky skill actually if anybody's interested in what helped me with that one there is a book called the leadership pipeline that talks about different types of transition into different types of role and okay. also about the balance of how you should be spending your time in different roles like how much of your time should be on your own projects how much of your time should be managing managers how much of your time should be carving off for strategic thinking I need to okay. read that again actually so if we haven't got it perhaps <laughs> we should order it in <laughs> perfect so I think as we've been talking, it's very clear that professional development, you know, it's been a very conscious choice to actively um, develop and, and take charge almost of your own pathway, you know, not waiting for things to happen to you. Absolutely. But have you got anything else to say about that and, and what it's meant to you um, sort of over the course of your career? Um, 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think there are some people that expect development to happen to them or expect the next opportunity to land on their laps. And that's not usually how things, it can happen, rarely, but that's not normally how things work. Normally, there's a bit of luck, but there's also a bit of hard work that's gone into it too. You need to have positioned yourself so that when the opportunity comes up, you can convince people that you're the right person to hire for that job. And so being a bit proactive about that. I'm a big, I know there are mixed reviews on the whole idea of annual appraisals and CDRs or as they call them here. Um, I love them because they're an annual opportunity to say what's working, what's not working, what might come next, what might come next might be, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, but better. Yes. And you're pushing yourself within that. Or it might be, actually, I have no clue what I want to do, but maybe I'd like to spend more time on these kinds of things and less time on those kinds of things. But it's an opportunity to take that space to reflect. And I think some people see it as being, well, I'm being asked what my next job is and I don't know what my next job is. So yeah. what's the point? But I don't see it that way. I see it as an opportunity to go, where should I, well, again, where should I be putting my energy to develop myself, um, yeah. whether it's for the role I'm in or for the next thing? I don't think that matters. I think, I think that process is really important. Um, I suppose the other reflection is the role of mentoring has been really important for me, both having mentors um, through the Silip Roots and also through the Emerging Leaders Programme, but also being a mentor because you learn so much from coaching other people and asking questions and helping them work through whatever they're dealing with um, yeah. so I think that is really really valuable and I love I love doing that absolutely yeah. love it yeah yeah no I'm mentor um, I'm a slip mentor as well and, and most recently with school librarians and that's you know it's it's you learn such a lot about the challenges and you know the commonalities yeah. but also the differences between the positions and yeah, yeah. so yeah something like I was so a mentor great. for some indeed the knowledge management pathway ah. leadership, and that was fascinating absolutely yeah. fascinating because nothing like library well sorry of course there are similarities it is managing knowledge I see librarianship as managing information it's 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 absolutely related but the way they approach it the way they talk about it some of it's quite different I learned yes. so much and um, so that brings us on to our final question for today um which is um, what advice would you give to someone wanting to v- develop their career in library? So I guess either right at the beginning or perhaps mm. you know, someone who's a little bit further through um, what are your top sort of top tips? I think it is really worth looking at the wider profession. I think it's very easy. Like, if you're in a job, it's very easy to just focus on that job and the people around you and what they're doing. And you're not necessarily seeing the full picture. So one of the things that I got a huge amount of when I was the engineering librarian at Cambridge, I was very conscious. I I have a music degree. What am I doing supporting engineers? I don't know what engineers need. Uh, So I found the Special Libraries Association, which is mainly based in North America. um, And they had a really strong engineering division, which included loads of library and knowledge managers from engineering firms. And from places like Disney and Nike and Hershey. And I met so many cool librarians through that job. Um, And architectural forensic analysis type firms where they're working out why did that bridge collapse? That kind of all sorts of fascinating roles that I didn't even know were out there. 
Um, and just being aware that actually we are part of an enormous profession. There's so many different ways our skills are valuable, especially if you consider what we're doing is about managing information and connecting it to the right people. I mean, everybody needs that, don't they? Every single job in the world needs those things. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think trying to keep, trying to maintain that sense of that wider perspective rather than just thinking about what you're doing right now, what the team around you is just doing. I do think that's really important. Okay. All right. Thank you, Neve. Um, wise words. Um, <laughs> So uh, it's been really interesting to talk to you and I really pre appreciate looking at your schedule. It's, it's almost back-to-back -back meeting. So I appreciate you taking the time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks. Thank you very much, Neve. No problem. See you soon. UKSG exists to connect the sector and encourage the exchange of ideas. It brings together the information community of librarians, publishers, intermediaries and technology vendors. If you know someone whose career journey would make for an interesting episode, please get in touch with UKSG via Twitter. Please like and share our podcast to help us support those in our community who are just starting their journey. And subscribe to the channel to keep up with future episodes.